Hello and welcome to today's episode of Something to Crow About. I'm Tony Marr, fair fanatic and your host of Something to Crow About. And today I am super excited because I am joined by royalty. That's right, fair royalty. Uh, the 2020 4-H King and Queen, Sarah DeLucia and Marcus Moliterno. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. No problem. So I, I guess, you know, the first question I'm going to ask you is what exactly is the 4-H King and Queen? A lot of people don't know this. So so, so give me just a quick overview of what you guys do. Um, I like to think of it as that we're showing people what 4-H is truly about. A lot of people just think that 4-H is about selling animals. And actually, it's, it's not like that. There's a lot of other opportunities that 4-H has a lot to give you. And, you know, we're kind of just... Exp um, we're like or showing the youth what 4-H is truly about. And um, and like a lot of people don't know that. So that's what we're truly about and what we're actually doing. Sure. And, and I mean, to become a 4-H king and queen, I mean, how does that work? Is it, is it like an election process? I mean, do you, how do you get um, <laughs> you You apply to be king or queen and then they bring you in for interviews to determine whether you'll be on or not. And then they announce who got king or queen based off of those interviews during the fair on sure. Youth Day. Sure. So it's a whole interview process. And of course, you know, this year was a little bit different. Uh, just the way that the fair was this year because, you know, global pandemic. So, I mean, but that, that, that's still, hey, the fair age, 4-H king, queen has to roll on. So, so for you guys, I mean, what types of responsibilities do you have being the 4-H King Queen? Marcus, you can go ahead first. Uh, let's see. Well, there's obviously showing the public what 4-H is, mm -hmm. being good role models for the up-and-coming 4-Hers, okay. and just spreading the word about 4-H and the fair the rest of the year. Nice. And, and, and how, how, do you, how do you guys do that? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you know, well, now it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different than most years. But I mean, are you, are you guys out there in the public? I mean, how does that work? Um, I really want to go to schools. And if I can't go to Zoom or schools, then maybe like set up Zoom calls and talk to different schools about 4-H and some of the things that I've done and, you know, just show them. Uh, all the opportunities that we have. So that's a little bit different, maybe not being in person, but maybe trying to do Zoom calls. And I know it's kind of different, but it's what we have to deal with now, so. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, obviously you have both been in 4-H. How long have both you been in 4-H? I've been in 4-H for eight years. Wow. Uh, this'll be about 13 years. Wow. That is a long time in 4-H. So, I mean, and what did you focus on when you guys were both in 4-H? I started back when I was a clover bud, so I couldn't actually okay. do projects or take animals. But for the most part, I focused on doing, like, uh, animals, goats. I'll take a hog to the fair every year. And I do some small projects here and there, try to mix it up every once in a while. Okay. And what about you, Sarah? Um, I started off with just rabbits, and now I do rabbits, guinea pigs, llamas, and then I do a ton of small projects, and I never thought I would do king or, or queen at all, so I just did rabbits, so I'm, I don't even know how I got here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, because you guys are both great for 4-H and spreading the message of 4-H. So, and, you know, like I said, we were talking about a, a little bit of a global pandemic causing a little bit 
a, a different 2020 Canfield Fair. So, so how did that affect um, some of the projects that you guys had? We weren't allowed to have in-person interviews. And so we had it on Zoom. And then normally when you do your small project interviews, you go, you can qualify for state and then go down to the Ohio State Fair and compete. Obviously, we didn't even have an Ohio State Fair. Right. So our county, what we did was we just did our projects and then um, we can use them for next year. And this was kind of like a learning year, especially if you were a beginner. It was a good year to try and um, figure out how to interview and what you can improve on. So that was a little different. It was on Zoom and we couldn't compete at the state fair, but we still had an opportunity to do our projects. Okay. And Marcus, I mean, same kind of goes for you too. Yeah, it's about sums it up. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, the good thing is you guys have some killer practice going into next year, right? I mean, that's that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I now what are some like when, you know, if this was a normal fair, um, if this was a normal year, what would be some of the responsibilities for both king and queen that because uh, we were talking earlier about going out and, you know, almost public appearances. So so what would that look like? Let's see. We'd uh be expected to show up at some of the animal shows after being crowned. Uh, both of the auctions take pictures. Well, that we couldn't do that this year. Oh, right, right. You could just far apart. <laughs> um, we would have had a lot more royalty to come and we could show them around. But since a lot of the fairs weren't having people go out, um, some even some even of like some fairs didn't even have royalty mm -hmm. this year. So normally we would show people around. Um, we would interact with a lot, a lot of kids to try and get them into 4-H. Like we had tea with the queens, but this year we had tea with the queens, but it was everyone who was pretty much already in 4-H. So it was a little bit different, but probably sadly tea is not served. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just sad. Like we didn't get to really interact with the public. Um, it was more about like, interacting with, um, the 4-Hers and the Junior Fair. So it was a little different. Sure. But I mean, you guys still have almost that celebrity status where, you know, you have to make your appearances in places. So we had the fair food extravaganza and, and Sarah, you were there, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, did you get to eat any of the food while you were there? I mean, do you get like that, that queen discount where they just go and give you food? Um, I get a queen <laughs> discount at our own fair. Okay. But at the food fair extravaganza, I felt like I needed to give my money to the <laughs> sure. food vendors because, you know, they missed out on a lot of things too, since a lot of fairs weren't going on. And so, but I definitely stopped at some food stands. Okay. Okay. Now, now here's my question. I just, I just discovered the pop shop about two years ago. So have either one of you ever tenured your services at the pop shop? I mean, besides going there, have you ever worked it? No. Sarah, you have? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I Our 4-H club, um, we volunteer every year and we work in there. I never knew it existed. Um, it was it was probably like I said, like two years ago. I we were about to leave and we kind of stumbled past it. And I was like, "What is this?" And it was like the greatest place. It's like the hidden gem of the fair, and of it course, really all the proceeds go to 4-H. So it's you know it's beneficial for everyone. So that's that's awesome. 
Um, you know what? We are going to take a little break. And when we come back, we will talk more. And we're going to sit here and we're going to find out all the fun stories that go on behind the scenes at 4-H. So I'm sure you guys are both going to dish um, some of your favorite stories about your time in 4-H. At least I'm hoping that's what happens. So uh, <laughs> something to crow about. We'll come at you once every Tuesday. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a minute of the action. You can subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And if you have a story from your time at the Canfield Fair and want to be considered for a guest on our show, send us an email at marketing at canfieldfair.com with your funny stories, favorite memories, or heck, even your favorite fair food. And we are also looking for underwriters for our podcast and are that year at the fair. And if you're interested in learning more about underwriting options, please email marketing at canfieldfair.com. As we prepare to celebrate our 175th Canfield Fair in 2021, we will take a minute each week to reflect on a year in the fair's history. We're calling this That Year at the Fair. So here's my friend, Bergen. The year was 1955. Dwight Eisenhower was the president of the United States and Howard Kohler was the fair board president. The fair took place over five days from September 1st through 5th. Gate admission was 50 cents. Grandstand admission was an additional 75 cents. On Thursday, both the gate and the grandstand were free to school children. 1955 saw the 25th anniversary of the Junior Fair and the 109th anniversary of the Canfield Fair. That year at the fair is brought to you courtesy of the Canfield Fair Board. And we are back, and I am still joined by 4H 2020 King and Queen Sarah DeLucia and Marcus Moliterno. Now, Sarah, you are not only just the 4H Queen, you are also the Junior Fair Outstanding Youth. So, so tell me about that. Uh, you don't have to be just in 4-H to qualify to be Outstanding Youth. You can be in one of the seven youth organizations. So you can be in Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, FFA, Campfire, Farnborough, Grange, 4-H. And so I, I was a Girl Scout. I'm a Girl Scout for 13 years and I've been in 4-H. So it's kind of the same process with um, applying for 4-H King and Queen. And it's just an application and then you interview. And they pick one girl and one boy. Well, congratulations. And, you know, in my eyes, you guys are both outstanding youth. Just for <laughs> your dedication that you've done for the Canfield Fair and 4-H. Um, so now I want to talk about some of the things that happen behind the scenes, okay? So I, I need to hear some funny stories or some fun stories that happen at 4-H. So, so what are some of your, your funny memories that you have of being in 4-H? Uh, it actually happened this year. Okay. A lot of people don't know that the Junior Fair Board, we work before the fair and then we work after the fair. And so it was the day after the fair ended and oh, everyone man, this. <laughs> oh, Marcus knows. Everyone was cleaning the rabbit barn and the poultry barn. And it's really hard cleaning those barns. You need a lot of people. And so we... Let me just interject right here. Um, I had a donut fused to my hand for about the first half hour of cleaning. <laughs> what <laughs> like you were eating i got up er yeah i was eating a donut but i was i have problems with eating food early in the morning 
so I ate very slowly and it just sort of melded with my hand as I was sweeping. Sure. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I was, <laughs> was it? <laughs> what kind of I'm donut sorry. was it? I mean, was it a glazed donut? This it, is what I, need I, I think it was like a cream filled. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt there. <laughs> You're good. Um, but we were all cleaning and me and my friend, we were doing the, the poultry pens, which are, are really nasty. So we had feathers in our hair and shavings and everything. And then it started raining really bad. And so the turkeys were still outside in their pens. So all the junior February kids had to go and bring the turkeys into the barn that we just cleaned. And so we had turkeys walking around. It was raining really, really bad. The lights went out. And even though we were all dirty and we cleaned and it took forever to do it and it just got dirty again, it was still a lot of fun. And it's probably one of my favorite memories that I have of this year. <laughs> sure. So you're in there, you're, you're cleaning what chickens do, um, and then you had to clean what turkeys do. So yeah. <laughs> it just like... But she that that shows the dedication yeah. that you guys do as king and queen, especially you know what the four H because a lot of people don't know that you know the four H gets in there and they're there all day, all nights, you know, taking care of all the animals, and and that's one of the things that people don't really recognize, um, and they should, especially that story because that's <laughs> that's a lot. I, I said I wasn't even going to uh, go outside and get one of the turkeys. <laughs> I ended up get, getting at least one turkey. It was. Very slow moving. <laughs> well, you had the donut fused your hand. You couldn't have. Oh, oh our donut like was gone piece. by then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marcus, what about you? I mean, is, is, is that your favorite story, or you got something else that you're? That that is a pretty good story, but just uh, all the friends that you make during the fair is really good. Uh, one of my favorite things was sitting up in the old goat barns up at the other end. And uh, just seeing how many goats would get out that year. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you mean like yeah, actually just running around? Like them? actually get out and then run around. <laughs> yeah, usually help. Usually help. Like hurt them back in. Yeah. So you don't I just let them run off. Right. I mean, this, you that that you make it sound like that happens often. Is that? <laughs> it. It's about. It occurs at least once or twice that I know of. Most days, if you just sit around there for more than five hours. Oh, most days. I was thinking you were like going to say yeah, like once or twice it's not, a year. It's not an everyday occurrence, but. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, sure. You know what? I would. I think I would appreciate it if I was walking through the fair and like uh, an errant goat just came up and like started walking next to me because goats are my favorite <laughs> creatures at the fair. So, you know, if, if if I caught one, I'd be happy. I'd be like, oh, it's a prize. I get to take it home. <laughs> No, yeah, they're very friendly animals. My yeah, goats absolutely. I have will follow me around if without collars or anything and, and just walk around with me. Yeah, that's why, you know, I, I always tell, like, you know, when I tell people goats are my one of my favorite animals, I'm like, they're just like big dogs. Like, you know, they, they just... But you don't have to keep them inside. No, that's true. That's true. And they can cut the grass, you know, like my dog yeah. can cut the grass. Oh, yeah. So. There was a funny story this year with my goat. Sarah, do you want to get involved with this one? Oh, please. What is it? Oh, you know the funny story with my goat. You were there for it. <laughs> I don't remember. My it. goat became an artist. Oh no. Oh yeah. What? <laughs> well, you gotta tell it now. I mean, we were we were uh, walking around 
getting different people to volunteer their animals to do art, to auction the art pieces of art off. And Sarah and our one friend kept pestering me to have my one goat paint something. So finally I just caved in to have my goat sort of walk across a canvas and paint. You know, that's, you could have probably sold that for millions of dollars in the right market. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fine art community. <laughs> People are into some weird stuff. You never know. Yeah. You know, like that's, I, now see when I thought like he was painting a picture, like I was Go- thinking. Goats are friendly animals, but they're still very stubborn. Oh, sure. Sure. I was thinking he was going to wear like, you know, a little beret and had like a paintbrush in his mouth. And <laughs> but either way, I'm sure it's still fine art. And that, that's all that matters. Now, did, yeah. your goats, did your goats ever do um, what is the, the goat yoga or? No, I have not trained my goats to do that. <laughs> still time, my friend. They won't remain still enough okay. for that. <laughs> Still time. There's still time. <laughs> so going back to 4-H, now, again, you guys are both 2020, king and queen. So, so what do you guys see um, the future of 4-H? What, what, what do you hope happens with 4-H, especially just in our area, but, you know, and broadly for 4-H? What are your guys' hopes for it? I really want more people to join and be able to gain a ton of life skills. Because that's what 4-H is truly about, too, is being able to prepare for the future. And I just hope people uh, see all the opportunities and instead of focus on, you know, market animals. And also, I would love for people, I think this year especially, a lot of people really miss the, the fair food and the fair rides. And so hopefully we miss the public and hopefully the public missed us and that they go and they can see all our projects and see it all our animals too so i really hope that um they missed us and that they'll be able to come and see us in 2021 i'm sure they definitely missed you (laughs) (laughs) and marcus what about you sir yeah i'd like to see a lot more people uh join 4-h too not just in the small project areas and I'd like to see both grow so much more yeah. because I feel like you only have people join small projects and then you have people that only do animals a lot. Right. There, there are a few that intersect here and there, but for the most part, it's like you see these people during small project judging and then these people during the actual fair itself. And I'd just like to see more do both. That really is what 4-H is all about is getting life skills and learning what it's like to take care of animals. Nice. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, it, it also teaches a lot of hard work too. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I appreciate about you guys. Cause I know I'm sitting here with you too royalty, but I know you guys are really hard workers and and you're taking it very seriously and that's, you know, much appreciated. And I'm sure taking it seriously as a donut is fused to my hand. Hey, as serious as you can take it with a donut fused to your hand, you still sat there and wrangled a turkey. That's all that matters. Uh, (laughs) All right. Before we go, we have what we call the Canfield Fair Fave. So you both know how this works. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and you're going to tell me your answers. You can do it one at a time. Uh, But it is favorite things about the Canfield Fair. So... 
question. Are you guys ready? You guys ready? Yep. All right. All right. Question number one. All-time favorite bear food. So go ahead. I like the chicken gyros. Oh, nice. Nice. Marcus? You're going to call me crazy for this, but Never. there's this one place. It's Tropical Snow Stand. <laughs> and for some reason, shaved ice with flavored syrup is just the best. I got one like every day last year. Oh, the fair's hot. It's it's dusty. You just want something cold. I respect that. I respect that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next question. Favorite show you have ever seen at the fair, whether it's at the fair or in the grandstand. So go ahead. I would say, I would say the, <laughs> the turtles, even though they're like, they're really old. <laughs> I got to see the turtles and then um, a ton of other old bands came like Three Dogs, Three Dogs Night or Three yeah. Dogs Day. Three Dog Night, that's a great band. Yeah. yeah, I got to see all of them. Even though I was the youngest person there, it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> uh, I never really went to the grandstand shows until last year and that show got rained out. It was the Pentatonics. Pentatonics, yeah. But if I was going to say my favorite thing that I've seen, uh, there's a little stage by the foreign cult the cultural building. Yeah. Uh, there's this polka band. I just love listening to them. <laughs> nice, nice. I love polka. <laughs> All right. And now this one's going to be hard because you guys, you have a lot of experience with animals, but favorite animals at the fair? I would, I would say... I would say a rabbit because that's the reason why I'm in 4-H. But I really like the the goats that don't have the ears. Everyone doesn't <laughs> like them because they think they're ugly and scary. But they're called like yes. the Yes. Yes. I love those. I think they're so cool. They're adorable. <laughs> Marcus, are you are you are you? What about you, sir? Same with the goats or? Yes, basically solely goats. My favorite type of goat are the meat goats even though I don't like uh, selling them for meat. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah I, my, uh, my market goat is the one that did the art, and uh, I just bred her last year. So that's even fun. That's fun. I got to have baby goats. Oh, yeah. So, do you have any baby goats right now? No, I will next year, though. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, well Marcus and Sarah, thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's been great talking to you guys. Yep. Um, and, you know, on behalf of the fair board and everyone at the fair, thank you guys for your dedication to Junior Fair and 4-H, um, you know, and your support. Um, so thank you guys for listening, fair friends. Uh, join me next Tuesday when I have a new guest in the chair. And remember, if you are interested in underwriting or possibly being a guest, email marketing at canfieldfair.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.